Did you like that? The, those bassy tones. That was very good, wasn't it? That yeah. was uh, just checking the mic was on. Right. Um, this well, all right. Uh, say what? All right. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. I think right. I put an extra L in there. All right. <laughs> or messed out an R, maybe. I don't know. I'm not too sure. It, it was. It was mangled. Yeah. Mangled, well, it certainly was. To right. Say the least. Uh, now, w- welcome back. This is episode five of season four. Yeah. A woman in a woman's look. It's, it's called. What's it called? A woman it's something called. or other. A woman's a help. A woman's help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now then. Uh, I recognised a couple of famous faces from this. Right. But not ones that I could say, oh, that's so-and-so, that's... That's Woody Harrelson, that's Robin Williams, that's Diane Keaton. It well, that. as a look would have it, none, none of, those of those were in it. No, no. no. But it was uh, it were names, it was faces that I'd spotted that I thought I've seen them in things before. Um, well, Tony Frankios is in it, which uh, that's a, that's a difficult one to say. You know who he is? Who is he? Wasn't he the voice of Kit in Knight Rider? Oh, I don't know. No, he weren't. No, right, no, no, no. right. It, but but he, he he was sort of quite big in the in the seventies. He was in some some drama called The Name of the Game, which and I want to know what's the name of the game. It wasn't that though, was wasn't it? That, no. no, no. He was also in Matt Helm. Now look, that there's a picture. Is it? You can't see it's this it's on, on the podcast, no. but uh, Robert Stack, Gene Barrier were in The Name of the Game with him, and. They all look sort of about the same, don't they? Yeah, they do. Was that... Robert Stack was famously in um, Airplane, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was the... Yeah. Kind of the guy that they brought in. One of the the best straight comedy roles that that there is, really, isn't there? Uh, I mean, what's... uh, uh, Jeff Bridges' dad? He's in that as well. Lloyd. Lloyd Bridges. Brilliant. I think... Am I right in saying that... That Lloyd Bridges and Leslie Nielsen had both. That was their first proper comedy role. They they were serious actors probably up until that mm. point. Because because the the beauty of Airplane, of course, is that it's it's the comedy comes out of nowhere. That it's a disaster film that that has this that's just incredible. Yeah. Right. It's. I mean, I'm struggling for words because it's out on its own. It it it's. There's nothing is, else that compares. It's iconic, isn't it? Like, I mean, don't call me Shirley. Yeah, yeah the, the, it's the quotability. It's not even a word. I'm saying it, right? But it's it's one of those movies where if you see it for the first time, you're you're in you're in for a treat. You yeah. can't quite believe what you've just seen. <laughs> you have to go back for the second time, and even then, you're going. I need to see it again. It's it's an again and againer. What? What? So I want to know what's again and again. And... <laughs> is it because it's lead? Is it lead? Is it, is it... I don't know. What, I don't oh, know why the... it's such. It's so brilliant. But Robert Stack plays that part of somebody who's called in, and everything yeah. he says is serious. But the script is yeah. terrifically co- comedic because he's there to talk him down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's it's it, it's on its own. It's, it's, you, you if anybody's not seen it, then go and watch. It's, it is a treat. Yeah. Uh, why would anybody have not seen it? I don't know. Well, I if they certainly if they're watching the Tales of the Unexpected, they'll have seen this because it's yeah, that's on there, isn't so. it? Yeah. Right. So he's we, in it. He's in it. Who else? Well, the, the woman, uh, the the uh, 
the, the, the wife in it, the woman in question, I guess, the woman who needs help. Right. The uh, the woman needing help is uh, is Shirley Knight Temple, but that's not Shirley Temple. Not not Shirley Temple. Shirley Knight Temple, but uh, it's a bit weird, isn't it? That she's got exactly the same name except for a hyphened <laughs> first part, like she's Michael Knight's wife. <laughs> Knight Rider. Maybe it's, maybe she does voice. She did the voice of Kit. <laughs> She didn't actually, but the guy who did do the voice of Kit was one of the murderers in uh, an episode of Columbo. By the way, just, oh, was it? You're still, you're still doing Columbo. I still watch Columbo like mad. Yeah, and let's another shout out to the Columbo podcast, who are also they also do not only a Blackadder one, which I do like Blackadder, but I don't know if I could listen to a podcast about it. Mm. Um, and <laughs> that's kind of like. Um, Pop calling the kettle black, isn't it? With <laughs> Why I, is that? I, because we're doing this podcast. <laughs> oh, well, I couldn't listen to it, but they do do a Jonathan Creek podcast, which oh, is right. which is grand. Even though I know the answers, it's grand to listen to still. Oh, I started watching Jonathan Creek right, right at the beginning. Yeah, me too. I Caroline saw, Quentin. Yes, it? that's right. I caught it by accident, knowing that it was good. I like mysteries, so it's going to be you know, I'll I'll, I'll tune in. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. that, and also because my dad was a magician, it's like ah right, okay, you've got that as well too. But do you think it's sort of gone on a bit long? Because he still does it from time to time. I mean, yeah. How many how many tricks can there be? Well, he's not using tricks, is he? He's using the the mind of a trick. Right. The 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 it's the construction of an illusion yeah. that he that he's analysing. Yeah. That, that's how he he works out. He goes to the problem first and then works backwards, which is what Columbo did. Yeah, it is like English Columbo, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I believe was the, when David Renwick was writing it. He wanted. Is he the, the Columbo writer? No, he was the Jonathan Creek. Oh, writer, right, yeah, but he also wanted did to... One Foot in the Grave as well. Oh, right. Uh, Shirley Knight Temple, also known as Shirley Knight, uh, but not Shirley Temple. Yeah, made one a, or the other is not. Made both. a lot of films. Um. As good as it gets, I know that one. That right. had uh, Jack Nicholson in it, didn't it? Oh, maybe it did. Yeah, maybe you're right. Is she? Was she is that right? Is, yeah. Well yeah, done. There we go. Well, I think I know the counterfeit killer, which is another one that she was in, but uh, I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, See, what? what well, what? What's got Jack Weston in it? Oh, you can see it's another one. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what, look. Here's the thing. Yeah. What we've identified is. That there's quite a few Americans in this. Well, one. I think this is an American one. I think this is made in America because, like, at some point, it's it diverted to being made in America as well as, That's well as right, England. Yeah, and it? I think even the uh, America had their own version of the Tales of the Unexpected, a whole series, like the Twilight Zone, like um, what was that other Rod Sterling one, the the Dark Window or something. I can't remember what it was called. Anyway, but the. What's interesting about this is, for all intents and purposes, and the ac- it's the only the accent, yeah. it, it looks like another British episode. It's a it stately home. Yeah. It's Sta- the camp- stately home. Stately home. Home, yeah. Yeah, there is, a, there is the camera work of almost a, a British... Because you know how... Have you seen this? In the 80s, um, American... Programs had a weird film camera, didn't they? Well, but I thought the, the quality of the film, the film actually in this, was a bit weird because when it started, I thought it was stock footage or something. Well, it, that's right. It looks like it's a movie camera. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. That's the, it. It discerns itself from being what uh, what could be 
an American thing. Yeah. And and just an upmarket version of an American thing. Like a movie film. Movie it, reel. Celluloid. It looks like it's a knackered old movie camera because well, it's all sort of scratchy in that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that might be just because it's an old thing. Like at the time it would have been brand new. <laughs> Could be. I'll tell you what surprises me about things like this though, right? I was reading something. You know, there's like a conspiracy theory about whether they landed on the moon or yes. not. Right? And uh, apparently the original tapes of the moon landing, NASA wiped them. Oh, I've heard something like this. Now, well, why? Would they think, well, we're not going to need that yeah, again? Yeah, we it's like It's like, uh, oh, that holiday from Mallorca in 83. We don't... <laughs> Nobody's interested in that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what have they taped over it? Last episode of MASH. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, yeah. But but there is uh, a, a, a kind of a musician who's out there who's using space, uh, the astronaut space um, reports. I guess, you know, when they go... Yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. And so. He's using that against music that he's made as almost the lyrics to songs. It's oh. brilliant. It's so peaceful. But I heard him on uh, Dermot O'Leary a couple of times. Right. It's really, really nice. Oh, I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, it's really, really, it's soothing. Right. But that doesn't answer the fact that, you know, he's, he, we, we're missing vital footage of our history. But we have got MASH. We have got MASH. At least we, we'll never we'll forget We'll always that. have MASH. We'll always have MASH. Because, <laughs> like, presumably, now they've got MASH on it, they'll have poked the little, yeah, the, the little thing take... out, out the back of the cassette so that they can't tape it over. Uh, that's right. They... Yeah, because and then of course, if you wanted to tape something later on, like so the last tape. episode of Seinfeld, then you'd just tape it over or put a bit of paper in, <laughs> which is what I generally did before I realised that tape would be better. Was get was get some uh, paper, yeah. screw it up into a little ball, and then ram it into I the think, hole. I think I used to do that because I sort of I would I thought the strength of tape wouldn't be sufficient to force the. <laughs> The little doobry back, you know. <laughs> That's it, because it needs to go up oh, now. But yeah, you're right. The tape would give it some uh, sort of. It would be like it wouldn't be. It's not taut, is it? No, it's still. Yeah, um, or it might even poke through. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's today's podcast. Thing, so uh, join us next. Yeah, there, there was a show in it, and it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Let's well, let's uh, start telling everybody what the story is about after the music. Uh, this is uh, yeah. This is the music. We've had the music now, so that's the good. That's a milestone, right? Now then, uh, this, as we said already, this is this is an episode called a woman's help. The background is that there is a woman who's sick in bed, yeah. and and that's that's what we're playing with, right? Okay, and that's why yeah. she needs help, right? Yeah. Okay. So opening shot is Tony Frankiosa, who we've previously discussed today. A sort of now, I'm no polo player, right? No, you're not an expert. I'm on, not an expert no. on that. But he's sort of attempting to play in polo, but isn't it, like, bizarrely bad at it? Well, look, here's what I... And, and it, it took me a while to actually write this down. Right. I think, you know what he is? He's a hobbyist. He's, he's a bit like me in this, and definitely like my dad. Who, <laughs> when my dad would think, you know what, I'll do this. Yeah. And he'll buy all of the equipment. Oh, yeah. And then for about half a month, 
a fortnight. Yeah. He would he would practice and practice and practice, and then that was it. He'd start the next one. Yeah. So I so but in the upshot is that you will eventually find something that you really want to do. That's how he got into magic. Yeah. Well, I I did that with judo when I was about eleven or twelve actually, because um, went along you know, and first time you do it in your t-shirt and stuff like that. Uh, and then I said to my mum, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I like this. So she bought me a suit, you know, a, a yeah. judo suit, yeah. obviously. And uh, then I used to go, and it was all right, because I was quite big, um, sort of heavy-ish, really, but I could sort of throw all little kids about. <laughs> but, the, but then there was this guy called Nigel who used to come, and he was about six foot tall, <laughs> and I was 12, and he just used to slam me into mat all the time. So I but he dished desserts. Yeah, yeah, well, I did, and I, so I started hating it. So I put the judo kit. I didn't. I didn't have it washed once after I'd gone. Uh, after I'd been, and I put it in the bag, zipped it up, and put it behind a chair in the front room. <laughs> I just didn't mention it, hoping it had rot away. You know, that's like hiding peas in the mashed potato. <laughs> So, so you didn't have to eat them. Yeah, but it didn't, and uh, in the end, uh, I just never went again. Yeah, I think what you what people need to do is always, almost is, is try something all the time, right? Yeah. Okay, it's just that this one in this particular scene, what I think, what I got the impression of, is that he's he's decided to buy the horse, yeah, all the outfit, the clobber, yeah, and he's just going to be a polo player. Now. He hasn't got any teammates or anything like that, yeah. so he's practicing. Yeah. That's what, I, and I think he's just an hobbyist. And right. now, that's the conversation that's happening when when the the current maid and the gardener are watching him. Yeah, is almost like oh, he's he's trying something new. You, you, you yeah. don't say that, yeah. but that's almost out there. He's he's got this is his new thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because the maid and the gardener they are stood watching him. It seems that they're a couple. It looks like they're. T- Together in some way, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while they're watching him, they're slagging off his wife, who's up in bed uh, listening. And she can hear them outside the window, which yeah. which I doubt. I don't think she'd have been able to hear. You wouldn't. You wouldn't round. You wouldn't round here because uh, it's all double glazed because of the motorway that the person who sold it has told us you never hear unless the wind's blowing this way, you know. Yeah, now, in this house, it's a massive stately home. It's a massive stately house. Well, it's not bad. I mean, you know... The one in the programme. Oh, in the programme. (laughs) 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 They, um... Yeah, so I doubt that that would be the case. However, she's heard it somehow, but it appears that this is not news to the woman, that that they're slagging her off. Yeah. Doesn't... She's not, like, going... What? What are they saying? It turns out, of course, that the woman's really quite unpleasant. I mean, and that's the reason why they're slagging her off, really, yeah. isn't it? It's not because of something she's done, but because of who she is. I was confused a little bit by the music at this stage because so, so I, I'm pleased with yeah, pin that yeah, let's go because <laughs> it's harpsichord music, yeah. isn't it? Which made me think England. Yeah, it's it, it and set in the 16th century. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, definitely harpsichord. There's no. It's not even updated harpsichord music. It is something that Henry VIII would have played. <laughs> and so, what's that about? Because it's it's in America. Is it because he's playing polo? But and I notice harpsichord recurs. Yeah, it's all the way through, pretty much. Now, yeah. here's my thought on it. Yeah, they've needed something to suggest that this is that they're grand, that of grandeur, that there's an element of posh. Right now. It works if that's in England, 
it doesn't work if it's in America because, as we know, America's only like 200 years old. Yeah, it didn't exist when harpsichords were going, did it? They would have gone straight in with rock guitars, wouldn't they? <laughs> like the, that's it. Columbus gets off his boat. Was it Columbus? Yeah, somebody like be, that. Yeah. Okay, kicks the Indians out of their houses and then picks up a guitar, plugs it in. And then you've got all the pilgr- no pilgrims are on their air guitars. <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah, I'm pleased you mentioned it because it does come back as well. Now there is, and and it's the American accent. Let's talk about that a second. It's a. Southern it's twang, that, isn't it? It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. I don't know what states in America that that would be associated with, but I imagine New Orleans. She rings the the, the woman who's in bed. She's Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Called, we we now know, is the scene set, she's ill. Yeah. She's ill all the time. She spends all the time in bed. And the way she communicates with the world, it seems, or to get their attention, is to ring this bell. Yeah. Now, that becomes a kind of a, a bit of a... Well, as soon as you... We're only there for 25 minutes, and I'm already pissed off with it yeah. after the first couple of goes. Absolutely. But this is a lifetime of them listening to this fucking bell going. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she rings the bell, the maid comes in, and they, she's not said straight away, ah, oh, you were slagging me off, but she lets them know that, I know, I know you talk about me, sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, she gets, they get into a bit of a crosswords. And, and she sacks them both. She ends up firing them. Uh, her and she says, and and send that cook away with you as well. Yeah, who wouldn't be the gardener, would he? Th- well, no, but didn't he? Sa- didn't he have shears with him? I don't know. Maybe. What are you saying? Like you uh, know, the cook would have shears. Yeah, well, I think he might have been the jack of all trades. All oh, right, so. okay. Well, yeah. And anyway, we don't see him again. So I know, which is sort possibly. of surprising, isn't yeah. it? That they're there, and I thought they were going to be part of the story. Yeah. But but the only part they play is to slag her off and get fired. Really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I feel sorry for the cook stroke gardener because he because he didn't know he's an innocent in this. Yeah. So anyway, she uh, she demands that um, that the husband hires a new maid. Yeah. Uh, and they talk about going to an agency. Or is that later on? Anyway, well, they go, they go to an agency to get a, a person. Anyway, well, I think he gets some resume, some CV sent over, some resumes, yeah, and some... then she picks from the resumes. Doesn't Alan Sugar say resume incorrectly? Well, what does he say? resume. Does he? I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm going to just type it in. I'm pretty sure because obviously, if you're an American listening to this show, yeah. resume is what we're talking about. If you're a Brit. UK, I guess, maybe yeah. even as far as Europe, I'm not too sure, but we'd say CV, yeah, curriculum vitae, yeah. And in actual fact, talking about Colombo, he calls it a CV Does at he? one point, yeah. And the guy goes, Oh, what do you mean? He calls it a curriculum vitae, and he goes, yeah. What do you mean by that? He goes, Oh, a resume, oh. so yeah. So they, I think, actually, there was an episode where he was in London, I don't think it was that one though. Anyway, let me just have a quick look. Well, I had a, I had a sort of it, it wasn't really embarrassing, but it's something that sort of stayed with me forever because I did uh, Latin A level, and uh, when I was uh, a student in the first year, a guy who was living in the house with me asked me what CV stood for, and I didn't know, and I, I had to say I don't know, and I, I still feel guilty about that. Mm. He he was actually having sex with women, with women with a woman in my bed when I wasn't there though. So it, ah right, okay. you know, so probably serves him right that I didn't know. To yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You've got away with that one. Then. Strange thing right happened because what happened was I came back, looked in the bed, and there was like this brown stain on the sheet. Who? Mm. Well, I didn't know what it was, but I thought oh. so. I didn't say anything to the landlady, but I started sort of sleeping above the sheet. 
like but it was so hovering <laughs> like on top of the sheet and under the blanket oh right oh right but it was really cold in this room yeah. right it was I had a paraffin eater but I wasn't sure that that was really a good idea no it was so cold there that I made myself a a nose warmer <laughs> which which was out of blue blue not velvet felt yeah. right with elastic on <laughs> And I would sit. I would sit there with the, with this. Anyway, she came in one day. She'd got used to the nose warmer, but she noticed I was sitting in bed in all my clothes above, above the sheets. And uh, I said, "Well, there's a mark in there. I think somebody must have slept in it." She looked in it and she said, "Oh, somebody's had a woman in there." Now, <laughs> Shitty woman. Now, to this day, I can't understand seeing this and thinking there's been a woman in there. But but to her, it was, oh, yeah, oh, you've got a woman in there. You're going to get shit marks on it, aren't you? So, anyway, he got thrown out of the house, which I felt bad about even worse. So, um, we're, it's a new day, and um, the new woman is... Well, it starts off, didn't it? There's a bit I've, where written, I've written down some here. I can't work out what that meant. August the 9th, I think I've put here, but I, there was no dates referred to in this show. It, what happens is there's a bit where Tony's making breakfast for the wife. That's right, yeah. And then we get to a bit where she's still not happy with him, the wife. But um, we go on this, this really weird camera angle where I couldn't make out what it was. All I could see really was wing nuts and, sh- and bits of shiny metal. Yeah, we. so what it is, is a car. Yeah, but, but you don't but see the car. It's, a, it's such an odd, oddly positioned camera that it almost felt like it was pointless to have that a car shot. Yeah. Or you, you maybe have it behind his head or yeah. in front of the steering wheel or something like that. It was an oddest... But it yeah. was just wing nuts and silver to it, wasn't it? It approaches a woman who stood... By uh, the 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 lay by the curbside, yeah, and uh, she's wearing an overcoat, Columbo coat, yeah, big hat, big hat, and a scarf. What you do understand is that she's probably a good-looking lass. There's, you you yeah, get that, I mean, you, well, you can't intuit that. Don't yes, you? Yeah, it's not revealed just yet, but you think, I think she's going to be good-looking. Yeah. Anyway, she comes into the house. The husband introduces her, and it's she's called Miss Greco. Well, you see, what is my memory of it? What happens is he picks her up, and then the next thing, wife's unhappy because she's saying Miss Greco's pretty, and Tony's saying, well, I didn't notice you can't tell him that hat and coat. Wife rings bell, in comes Miss Greco, still in the hat and coat. Yeah. Now, why would she not have taken that off? Yeah. It appears well, she's been stood in the hallway in it, waiting for the bell to ring. She was, it looks like she's been stood in the hallway. Uh, all dressed and stuff. Yeah. Probably not even in the doorway, by the door. Yeah. Because yeah. the bell rings, she walks straight in. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't, you, again, you can't see, but here's the problem we've got here. Now then, Elizabeth, the wife, clearly thinks the husband is a philanderer. Now, we sort of got that impression that he isn't happy with his wife. Yeah. But now we get the impression that every new maid that turns up rocks the boat. Rocks, rocks the marital boat. Yes. Now then, she's still in this overcoat, as we've said. She, uh, the, wi- the wife says, right, get me into my wheelchair. And uh, 
Then she wants to go outside, that's what she says. I want to get up out of this bed and into my wheelchair and outside. What, what I find strange is that she's saying, oh, I need all sorts of attention. And then she, then she says, uh, my husband deserves some too. Now, yeah, now what's that about? Well, she's, I think she's, uh, what's the term? She's, but she's warning her off? No. Marking the territory? Yeah, she's sort of like, she's giving her knowing, I know what your game is. Yeah. Okay, so he's going to ask for attention. Yeah. Uh, don't be surprised when he comes on to you. I mean, when she takes her out and coat off, she's a startlingly attractive woman, isn't she? So she does a Timothée head shake yeah. when she reveals a hair, yeah. a, a long hair. It was, uh, it was not, and she is a lovely-looking woman, right? Okay, and to indicate how gorgeous she is, we have sexy um, harpsichord, <laughs> which is like a jazz sexy harpsichord. Yeah. So he's going out his car, and she runs, and the woman. Comes out, Miss Greco. Mrs. Greco, Miss Greco comes out. She wants something dropping off in town. He says, "Better than that, I'll give you a lift." Yeah. Now she gets in the car, and as ever, wife can hear through the windows what's going on. She's not happy with it. She gets in the car, which, as you say, is like turns out like an old style sports car. Yeah. Which is it's open top, and it'll have a big, powerful engine in it, won't it? Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. They set off. The wife rings the bell in her bedroom and Miss Greco hears it from out through the window in the car outside the drive. That's correct. Now then, that is the same window that she supposedly heard the previous maid and the gardener stroke cook <laughs> slagging her off at, yeah. which was not the place where they were when this car was pulling out of the driveway. That's right. Wasn't the window sort of at the back? It was at the back where, where the horse polo. was. Yeah. And then it's at the front. Yeah, it's at the front, so it's bullshit. <laughs> right, now then. So, basically, there's a now a montage of the husband walking around the gardens, walking around the house. They're, they're, he's showing out, right? Yeah, yeah. And every time he gets to the proper showing out bit, white bell rings. Yeah. And there's three or four cuts that show exactly this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember the word montage. I, I'd yeah. written down scenes. I, I thought it'd yeah. probably come. Yeah, it's, it's it's montage. Yeah, but, but but yeah, I mean, like they're sort of out walking in in the in the woods, and the, Elizabeth is sort of sat outside. Yeah, and then they sort of like disappear behind a tree, don't yeah. they? Sort of thing. And, and then, then the bell goes. Bell goes yeah, and, and she comes running, Miss Greco. Isn't yeah. She? Oh yeah, I mean, there's no stopping her. She, it's like it's almost. Like, why run? Yeah. Why is there a need to run? I mean, you're going to get seen to. I'll, I'll come over. Yeah. Now then, she uh, she wants her airbrushing. Yeah. And as she's talking to her about uh, her husband, yeah. she, she goes, uh, I think you like my husband. She <laughs> yeah, goes, no, as she's I... Talking to, as she's brushing her hair, she says, I think you like my yeah, husband. Yeah, as she's brushing her hair. <laughs> what did I say? As she's talking about her husband, she says, you think you like my husband. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, uh, no, I don't like your husband. Yeah. She goes, well, if you don't, then why are you, brush... why are you blushing? <laughs> why, are <laughs> why are you brushing my hair? <laughs> why are you blushing? And that's it, you think, oh, <clears throat> it's all psychological. She's Her body can't lie, like Shakira's hips. Can they not? Her hips don't lie. Don't they? Is no. that a song, is it? Oh, her hips don't lie. <laughs> By Morrissey. <laughs> well, Shakira is Morrissey. <laughs> um, anyway, 
Now then, it cuts now to a scene where they're preparing, the, the husband is down in the kitchen or something like that. Yeah. The yeah. maid's there, they're preparing something, and she says, would you like some chocolate, some hot chocolate? Yeah. He says, yes. He goes over, strokes her face, and then snogs her. Now, I'll tell you what I noticed here. It was a 1960s snog, wasn't it? Well, he's a 1960s man, isn't he? Yeah. At best, 1970s. Yeah. What I noticed, though, was his hairy arms. Did you notice Oh, that? no, I didn't. Oh, God. Oh. They were like Robin Williams. Were they like... Uh, uh, Timothy West in the Roy- <laughs> Royal Jelly episode. Yeah, you could even see it yeah. coming out of his shirt. <laughs> They're discussing how hopeless this relationship is go- is likely to be because he's married. Yeah. Divorce isn't an option because she. No, he doesn't want a divorce. Yeah. Or rather, he don't want to get the courts involved in this. Yeah, and because and... I think I don't think it's in. Like the problem is. Is going to split this estate. Yeah. And, and that's going to be a big job. So I'm presuming that it's not really Tony's money, no, but his uh, wife's money. Exactly, he's married into it, I think. Um, the second thing is that she doesn't want to be a lover, she wants to have a husband. Yeah, it's backstreet wife, she calls it. Yeah. She calls it that she didn't want to be them. So if those two options are out, uh, they start to think about the next best thing, which is murder, of course, of is course. the third option. Of course, yeah. Uh, you can't yeah. have a divorce, you can't be a lover. Murder, right. <laughs> okay. So, Which is very tales of the unexpected, isn't it? it <laughs> so if we can just summarise then, now, this is basically, up to this point, an episode where a man is unhappy with his relationship, has found a new partner and has decided to murder his wife. Yeah. That's it. That's the episode. So, yeah. And we've seen this many a time, many, in, the, many in, times. The, in the tales. Yeah. So we, we've got to work out where the unexpected where? bit is, is still due. Anyway, what they've decided... No, 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 not decided. They're discussing the fact that actually, you know, she, she takes a lot of medicine. Yeah. She could overdose on this medicine. It'll yeah. look like an accident. And, and Tony's suggested it in a sort of roundabout way. He's it? almost saying, you could do this... And nobody will discover this. Yeah, and sort of saying, but it's not my idea. No, no, it's yeah, exactly, you know, it's, it's up to you what you do with this. But the, but she, you know, one one drop too many of this, uh... which is a bit sneaky and nasty. Isn't it? I mean, if you're going to go into murdering somebody with another person, you would want that person's full help and cooperation rather than getting that feeling that if any if the shit hits the fan, they're going to go. Oh, nothing to do with me. I don't know. You know. Correct. Well, it looks like they've decided. That this is the option. Yeah. That that overdosing the medicine is the option because now we get a series of clips where the, it's the another montage, isn't montage it? of medicine being added to medicine to, to milk. Milk, yes. Yeah. Medicine, yeah. Overdosing medicine added to milk. Now then, and I notice. I don't know if it's at this point or later on, but each time a drop falls into the milk, you the get music, a, a harpsichord yeah. chord, bing, <laughs> bing, bing, and it's night. It's syncopated because it doesn't hit the beat. They make the beat with the drops, and it works. It's a very nice little effect. I don't understand that. The wife is still ill. She's getting iller. Yeah. And the doctor has been called. Yes. The doctor is confused. I can't really understand why she's getting so poorly. Yeah. Now, whilst he's explaining this to the husband, he's doing archery. (laughs) It's his new thing. It's It's his new thing. It's his new hobby. So there we go. Actually, I've got an archery story. Oh, go on. I... An arrow shot itself down my arm. Ooh! So it was a there was a big bruise down my arm. When you say it shot itself, I shot it. You shot it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'll tell you a slightly different story that's sort of similar to that. When I was a kid, there was a, there was a, another kid. I was I was out playing, and he'd got a bow and arrow, and I'm saying, "Oh, can I have a go with your bow and arrow?" And he's saying, "No, no, you can't, no, you can't, because you might break it." 
And I said, no, I don't want. Anyway, eventually, I uh, persuaded him. And I pulled the thing back and it broke. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. And then his mum came and said, you broke our package <laughs> bow and arrow. And he didn't want you to play with it. And I said, I, 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 just an accident. But there's another, happen. there's another thing that stuck with me. Yeah, but it does. It, those are the things that are like, they're pins, aren't they, in the world? You go, right, that moment there, I'll only ever associate with how much <laughs> pain that that's caused. <laughs> it's just like, I won't eat cucumber sandwiches. Oh, why? Because I was about nine or ten. Yeah. Uh, we were getting ready to go swimming, so I was rushing the cucumber sandwich, bit the inside of my mouth. Mm. I've never had a cucumber sandwich since. Wow, that's... Because psychologically, I blame the cucumber sandwich and not me for trying to chew my own face out. Right, well, I don't know if I've told this story before, but it is one of my favourites, so we might as well. I apologise if that's the case. But I'm not a superstitious person, all right? However, I will not eat tacos for a similar reason. Because I once, when I was a student, ate tacos... And to cut a long story short, I got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing the road. And I'm quite seriously injured, right? And, and then, whilst I was in the hospital, I was sick and sick to a lot of taco. And I thought, that's it. I'm never eating tacos again. I associate this. Didn't eat them again for a long time. And then... <laughs> never been hit by a car. Never been hit by a car. <laughs> 20 years, 30 years later... Yeah, 30 years later, I'm on holiday and uh, we, uh, we're looking for something to, in the supermarket to buy. We decide to make some mince, uh, some chilli, and the only thing that they've got is taco-style flavouring. But I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm, you know, I'm not having tacos. So we ate that. I fell down the stairs, <laughs> needed a stitching up. Now... I'm never ever going to eat another taco or anything taco related. I've been wondering about soft tacos, but it's it's a fool's errand. I'm going to stay. Well, the doctor has no idea why this woman's dying. Doesn't does he? He has no idea, and he actually goes for some reason. He hints that jealousy might be one of the Causing reasons. Some sort of problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he so he says, you know, just look after her. Well. The, he does. He, he, he starts giving a... We have another montage. With, yeah, more medicine. With syncopated blinking. Yes. And of course, because she's having... Uh, she's getting more and more sicker and iller. Yeah. He's called again. Yeah, and and, and she, she rings. The doctor is called again. And that's not his name. He's not, yeah. not doctor again. No. <laughs> but she rings. And uh, she says she threatens to fire him. Unless he arrives in 15 minutes with some idea how to make a better. Yeah, that's right. Now, yeah. It's, not a big, it's not a big threat to fire your doctor, is it? Because, like... He's always going to get work, isn't Yeah, it? they're not really yeah. working for you, are they? <laughs> they're working for whoever, but it's not you. So you can't do it. But she's one who loves to fire people. Yeah, she's she? used to control. Yeah. And it, again, even when somebody's trying to make her ill, you're sort of glad that she's feeling ill. <laughs> so, well, now, he suggests, the doctor says... You uh, and we we'll have to take it to hospital, really. Yeah. By this point, just just notice, Tony Frankios has got a golf club. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> okay, there's a new hobby. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tony Frankiosa, who plays Arthur Albert, what's his name? Arnold. Arnold. Right. Yeah. He is like, no, you can't take it to the hospital. Yeah. Right. What's why is that? Because one. 
they'll not be able to carry on with their medication. Two, they might discover what the problem is. They'll dis- he's frightened of that, and he says that later on to uh, Miss Greco. He says, a probing clinical eye may detect the overdose. I liked that, uh, the idea of a probing clinical eye. It's, yeah, it sounds it's good. a good mental image, that, you know. Yeah, and I like, uh, that would be a good, uh, like, uh, superhero, wouldn't it? The probing clinical eye? Yeah, or at least a villain. Oh, I've just thought of a detective, private eye, and he's just an eye. Oh, what, like... A PI, like, Magnum yeah. PI, but it's private eye. So, I mean, I remember when I was at school, you get, like, bull's eyes, don't you? Yeah. And they're actually quite right, quite large and round. They're the sweets, aren't they? <laughs> you do get them, but when you're in physics, you also get a bull's eye. Oh, you mean, oh, right, okay, yeah. To cut open. Yeah, you do, so yeah. So you can see its lens yeah. and its vial. Yeah. But is that what he'd be, just like a big round ball? Yeah, on legs. Yeah. On legs? Yeah. Oh, right. And he blinks. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, did, you didn't see that, but I did blink both eyes. <laughs> Whereas probably you'd just have the one. It would, yeah, wink. Yeah. He'd wink. My yeah. wife can't wink. Yeah, I know, I've heard this. Yeah. yeah. Um, his wife, segue there, his wife comes down the stairs, yeah. um, but you only see her feet stumbling and stuttering around. Meanwhile, they are together yeah. discussing murder. Yes. Discussing the fact that they're going to have to, before she goes to the hospital, see her off, to yeah. like kill her, because they've got to get rid of her before they can be discovered. They, they also get snogging at this point, don't they? Yeah, so uh, now the wife is still walking down the stairs. It's taken her a while. Which it would. Yeah. Think? She's looking for a bell. But the doctor's put the bell somewhere. Yeah. So, anyway, she comes into the room and she, they've been caught snogging. Yeah. Right? And for, for a moment, she is more bothered about the fact that the bell was missing. <laughs> uh, but then she does stick to the point, which is, uh, you know, you, uh, you're sacked. You're, you're an horrible husband. But she never indicates they're going to split up or anything. No. I think that's her idea of torture. Well, she's... Uh, and, and again, she's firing... She fires Miss Greco. That's, and there's another firing. Yeah. That's the second firing and the third... and, and The third, third time, because there's a threat. A threat. Yeah. Two firings and a threat. Two firings and a threat in one 25-minute It's worse episode. than The Apprentice. It? It, is, it really is, yeah. Um, although... Some episodes, it's exactly the same as The Apprentice. Well, actually, it is, yeah. I like those when two girls. Yeah, ones. me too. I think we're due one. Because, like the other people, when one gets fired, I think they go, oh, thank God for that. Yeah, and then you can see them, and then they go, and then he goes, I regret to, you know. You're, then, you're fired too. There is, there is that bit on The Apprentice where, <laughs> because of how it's edited, yeah. um, you, 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 Sugar's there, and he's summing up. Why they were so shit? Yeah, just the three of them in this one. Okay, yeah. and he says, um, "You, you, this was a, a money task. You didn't see the money, and for that reason, and you think that's it. He's going in. Yeah, and then he goes, you've given me something to think about, <laughs> and you think, fucking hell, he's done it. And he, he's an old man, but he's fucking good at that. Yeah, tell you what, you know, we're talking about mental images. We're talking about the eye. Yeah, somebody once said to me, I." that uh, they were describing another person and they said that they were as wrinkled as Alan Sugar's ball bag. <laughs> I've heard that before. My favourite criticism of somebody, I think it was Adrian Childs, who looks like a monk in a wind tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was a Stuart Lee, I think. Well, and Stuart Lee describes him as a Toby jug full of piss. <laughs> 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 
Right, okay, so um, she wants, clearly, she's fired this new, this old maid now. Yeah. She wants a new maid, and she's insisting on doing the interviews. Yeah. Um, well, now, is uh, the husband, Arnold, is seeing Miss Greco leave, and he's he's got his leg perched up on the windowsill <laughs> in a really interesting way. <laughs> But he's, that's it. Their relationship is now it over. It seems like it, doesn't it? You yeah. know, they were in love and stuff like that. But he's not even gone down to say goodbye. He's just no. looking wistfully out with his leg raised. The woman, the wife is, she's kind of like, ha-ha, I foiled you once again. Yeah. What he says then is, I'm going to the movies. Yeah. Now, why wouldn't he just go say, oh, I'm off to see Greco, actually? You know, that's... Do you think that's what he's doing? Well, I don't know, but it would certainly be... Uh, in my my thoughts is she's just left he's off to movies the two tied together I'll tell you what it was only at this point that I noticed how ancient the wheelchair is yes it was a 1920s wheelchair (laughs) yeah one that if it was empty and in an insane asylum you would it would start moving on its own (laughs) like a rocking chair like exactly the same yeah. yeah now this might be a different day I believe it's probably a different day there is a new uh home help hired yeah. And um, well, he comes home and he sees some luggage in the hallway. That's right, you? yeah. So he, he, she's then starts saying, "Right, okay, well, I've hired somebody, yeah. and you're going to love her. <clears throat> oh, she's just your type, and that sort of, you know, he's egging her on, and you just think this ain't going to be right. She's not going to be his sort at all. She, that, no. that, that was sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, a bit like that made. It's in um, American Horror Story. In that's the, yes, the, the yeah, first there one. Is that, yeah. There's, a, there's a maid who's actually Murder really, House. That's the yeah. yeah. And the the guy sees her as being really, really good looking. But but she is. But in reality she's yeah. she's not. Well, he goes to she insists that she goes he goes to meet her. Uh-huh. Which he does. He and goes it, into uh, the kitchen and And it's a right right wiry haired looking yeah. old lady. Now the first thing that I thought was when we saw her is that like this is hardly a twist. I mean it's just it's the sort of thing that a male from the eighties you know, in a male-dominated sort of industry, would have said, "Ha That'll be the perfect twist." You know that it is actually a, a haggard old bat. <laughs> but 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 I was thinking, all right, it's not ideal. You know, it's particularly if he wants to start fooling around and stuff. But it's you can just leave the house, right? That isn't the twist, of course. No, it's not because twist. he starts to talk about the medication. With this woman, yeah, and 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 it seems as though that she's going to carry. carry she's in on the plan. Job on. That's which is a surprise. First part of the twist. Yep. Second part of the twist is the reason why she's up for helping him out is because it's his mother. It's his mum, and she finishes with the line, "You know, I'll do anything for you." Yeah, and then in just to make it clear that there's a twist, there's a harpsichord. Yes. Sort of the co- comedy harpsichord, would you say? Yeah, light-hearted harpsichord. Which is sort of odd when you think about the yeah. You know what it's all about. I imagine that that's the same harpsichord used when Henry VIII had got rid of one of his wives. <laughs> a comedy harpsichord. Comedy harpsichord. Lived, beheaded, survived. Survived, beheaded, lived. Oh, is that right? I don't know. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, there is a rhyme, and I think it's something like that. Know, yeah, there is. Yeah. Died, beheaded, survived. It's some, I can't remember. I well, the first it. one he divorced, didn't he? So divorced, beheaded, survived. Survived. No, we're just making this up. Yeah. Aren't we? it w- good God. Don't come to here for history. Don't. That's all we should say. More, it's more opinion and conjecture. <laughs> right, uh, th- and that is the uh, that is our episode done, which I liked. It's a sort of standard standard yeah. sort of toe to episode. It was good. It was harmless, yeah. and um, we've actually, got to say we've not mentioned whether 
uh, role had anything to do with it, but he didn't. He didn't, no. We go straight into the story. There's no intro about it. Who wrote the story? Story by a guy called Henry Slezar, yeah. and dramatised by Bert Saltzman, which, which is a sort of name that... that that sort of does ring a bell in the in the sort of movie industry for me. Uh, American writer and film director, um, <laughs> as, you, as you'd expect, really. Yeah. But uh, so I'm laughing because you did that kind of. There you go. He is, and then you were trying to look to see what he'd done, and there's nothing. <laughs> Actually, there is. He, he won an Academy Award. Did he? Yeah. Oh right. Sorry. For, for yeah. best live Sorry, action Bert. short film. For directing Angel and Big Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably where I've heard of it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we enjoyed that. So that concludes another episode, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, what we usually do is finish with a synopsis of next week's episode. Yeah. So let's let's have a look what's what we've got in treat for next week. Uh, next week we've got Shatterproof, uh, which is a property millionaire who has a beautiful wife who no longer loves him. An assassin is hired and, well, we'll see what happens with her. But Eli Wallach in there. Yes, that's a famous name, isn't it? Well, isn't he the guy from the very first one, from the Chop Your Finger Off? Well, let's just check. Let's double check. He's not, that's how he's for air. I think it's Bert Salzman. <laughs> but Eli Wallach, Clint Eastwood, isn't he? He's, he's in the old good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> right. Okay, let's leave it there. Thanks for listening. Um, I suppose we're, at some point we'll have to remind you how to get in touch with us. Not that we really uh, ever, have a look, ever, but that's, that's, that could change. <laughs> we are, if we've we got are ourselves together. Changing. Right. Uh, I think Eli Wallach's supposed to be checking that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Goodbye. The tales of the old